Have you started the process? I have. Gathering all your documents, gathering all your receipts, getting ready to get your taxes maybe over to your accountant or do them yourself. Um, there have been some changes at the IRS that might affect you, and I thought what we would have on our regular uh, tax issue lawyer, Stephen Leahy. Uh, he's from the Chicago offices of Stephen A. Leahy and Open Tax Associates, advocates rather, which focuses on helping business owners in tax disputes and avoiding tax disputes. Uh, he's a respected figure in Chicago radio and a national educator for legal and tax professionals. He's the author of the book, Deal With Your IRS Problems Today. Welcome, Steve, and Happy New Year. Well, Happy New Year to you, Karen. Thanks for joining me. Uh, So is it true that the IRS has been infused with $80 billion? And if so, what does that mean for the average taxpayer? Well, the the answer is yes and no because they were they did get eighty billion dollars associated for the with the infrastructure uh, act or it was the the uh, inflation reduction act I should say and they did get eighty billion but some of that has been clawed back from Congress I think twenty billion dollars so now we're talking about sixty billion and Congress is continually trying to claw more of that money back for instance in the uh, in this last. Uh, negotiation with Congress, they tried to offset some of the increases th- uh, with U- to the Ukraine and others through the through the uh, taking money back from the IRS. So, it's still a lot of money uh, to yes, to give, is. and I would imagine that if the if Congress is giving money to the IRS, they are going to expect to make that much money back, if not more. Is that kind of the way it's they're looking at it? Well, that's always the argument, right? Is that one the one area of government that uh, is supposed to give you more back than you give them is the IRS, and uh, the uh, they're always talking about this what they call the tax gap, and the tax gap is the difference between what the IRS collects and what the IRS thinks they should collect, and so um, they use this number a lot to justify increasing their budget. Uh, to to short or reduce that tax gap, get more of that money back. And in what concrete ways do you see that the IRS is is focusing that money, uh, or do you think they're going to be focusing that money? Is that going to be on on catching more income that's not reported, or going after uh, maybe uh, credits and and expenses that are not legitimate? What what are they focusing on? Well. They are touting their ability to go after high-income people, but I think what people, what, what we lose in the uh, in that definition is that that includes almost all of us. So when they go after the the high-income people, everybody in the middle is still going to be targeted in the sense that, uh, and, and so this is what I concern myself with the sixty billion dollars. Everybody talks about eighty thousand new employees, uh, or or that are being hired by the IRS. What I'm concerned about is the addition to the uh, information technology and their computer systems and AI and machine learning. This is where the IRS is going. And this is what's really concerning me and also should alert all taxpayers that um, you have to be a little bit more diligent than you've ever been to stay out of the sight of the IRS. So AI, artificial intelligence, is going to be used by the IRS. Tell me, you know, in real simple terms, because I'm, I'm you know, just not up to speed on all this stuff. How, how would AI ever be involved in, with the IRS? Well, really AI has to do with data. And 
the IRS has become uh, a big, big data collecting agency in that they they collect so many pieces of data about all of us uh, through mu- much what they call these information returns. Now, information returns are things like 1099s and W-2 forms and, uh, the, and the like, 1098s, these types of information that are gathered through third-party uh, third parties who report on the money that they give to others. And this is one way the IRS is using the track people. Uh, they've been doing this a long time, but they haven't really been, they haven't had the capability to keep up with the data that's necessary. So, for instance, in 2020, um, there was 3.8 billion uh, information returns filed. Well, in 2022, there was 5.8 billion filed and that number is expected to double and then double again and so you can see all of the data that the irs is collecting and then they use ai and information technology to sort through and really just match that data that they have with your tax return so they just match it uh and that's where they're going and that's why if if you're if you're a business owner you know that now you have to uh report or or file all of this electronic th- electronically through the iris system the inform or the uh, electronic system that the irs has now to collect uh information returns and if you do more than 10 of them so if you have some employees you do w2s you have some other 1099s if you have 10 or more you must file electronically this year that's that's new this year so what do you think is going to be the the thing that the, that the average person should be wary of? Is that income reporting, expense reporting? What what kinds of things do you think are going to be scrutinized more? It's really about the income reporting, right? So these 1099s, you, there's 21 different types of 1099s, and most people know about 1099 miscellaneous or the 1099, what they call NEC, as we know that they, the the uh, our economy is getting more and more into this, what they call the gig workers, right? People who are not really employees. And so they don't get their taxes taken out of their paychecks because they get a 1099 NEC. And that just happened like two years ago in the 2020, they instituted this, the 1099 NEC. And again, I don't like to get too, too much into the weeds here, but these are the things that are happening. Um, ten, they call the 1099Bs, which have to do with brokerage. Uh, they, they're coming out with what they call a 1099DA. It has to do with cryptocurrency. So what the IRS is trying to do is track all income that you get. And so if you leave it off of your tax return, they'll know it. And then they'll, they'll send you a notice and say, hey, you left this off your tax return. Now you owe us additional taxes. And so you don't want to leave it off your tax return. So why is someone sitting out there saying, well, let, let them find it out and then I'll just pay taxes on it. Why should you not do that? Well, right, you get, you get in, uh, interest in penalties because you didn't include it. And so then you have a failure to pay penalty. And so you wind up paying more. And it'd be one thing it used to be it was you were kind of taking a risk because you would say, well, they, they may not find it. And that was true because they didn't have the ability. But now with the computer matching, I could tell you that in my own practice, things that would take used to take three to five years for the IRS to track down, they are tracking down in a matter of months now. So, for for example, if I haven't filed my own tax return, the IRS knows now within a couple of months that I didn't file. 
uh, 10 years ago, it would take them three to five years to send me a notice that they knew that I didn't file my tax return. So that's how, how fast they've turned it around. Let's take a break, and when we come back, I want to talk a little bit about people who use Zelle and Venmo and PayPal, and what are you know what what's you know there's some issues I mm-hmm. think that you uh, are concerned about in that regard, and then I also do want to mention a little bit about Hunter Biden. He there's some new charges that were brought against him in California, nine criminal counts. They're more serious than the original ones, and I want to get you to weigh in, keeping politics out of it, but just weigh in on what these charges actually mean. You're listening mm-hmm. to uh, Stephen. Leahy, who is, uh, Steve, why don't you give your number out? Because I know people have tax issues and they like to, to, and Stephen's always really good about if he doesn't handle it or he doesn't have, you know, the, 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 uh, that's not his, his wheelhouse. He, he has good referrals and he's excellent about getting back to WGN listeners. Why don't you tell us where, where we can reach you? You can reach me. Go to WGNTaxman.com and sign up for my newsletter because I have a lot of great information. That's free. The, the, the newsletter is free. Or call me at 312-664-6649. All right. We'll be back in a minute. You're listening to WGN, the Karen County Show. We are talking to Stephen Leahy. Uh, he's Stephen Leahy from the Chicago offices, uh, named aptly Stephen Le- A. Leahy. And Open Tax Advocates, uh, welcome back. Stephen, let's talk a little bit about this Zelle, Venmo, and PayPal. What are some of the rules about reporting this income, and are there some issues that our listeners should be aware of? Well, uh, coincidentally, uh, Karen, this works right into what I was just talking about, these 1099 forms, because all this kind of comes back to what they call a 1099-K, and this is a third-party reporting that they, that are, is new. Uh, in 2008, the IRS implemented this new program with this 1099-K to have these third parties report how much money they were getting. And one of the reasons why they did this was because of eBay. So people are selling on eBay, and the IRS is looking at all, all people uh, gathering money and then not paying their taxes on it. So they, they said, well, how can, we, how can we know what they're getting uh, so we can tax it, and that's where they came up with this 1099k. And the rule at the time was, and is it is it is still today actually, is if you you had to do twenty thousand dollars in in business in, in the year and have two hundred transactions. Well, if you're doing two twenty thousand with two hundred transactions, you're probably in business. But the change of the law through the American Rescue Plan changed those numbers to six hundred dollars. And even one transaction, so you can see how many more people are going to fall into that, into that uh, uh, reporting, right? And that, um, and so now, and now everybody's using Venmo and these other PayPal and these other um, pay apps or cash apps, they're called, in order to gather information from their friends and family. And the IRS will tell you, well, don't worry, none of that's taxable. And that's true. When you, if I sell something on eBay and I get less for it than I bought it for, so I bought a new guitar five years ago for eight hundred dollars, and I sold it on eBay for five hundred dollars, I took a loss. But you're still probably going to get a ten ninety nine k, and then you're going to have to prove to the IRS that that uh, that you paid eight hundred dollars for it, and it's going to make put the burden more and more on people. And when I mention that, you know, we're talking about. Uh, 
the IRS may be doing three billion of those 1099Ks. So think about that number and how how many of those are going to have your name on it as a taxpayer, and how you're going to have to explain to to the IRS why that's not taxable, um, because these businesses are not going to uh, they're going to assume that it is taxable. That's what I think is going to happen. Yeah. So. Um People fall behind in taxes and people don't file their taxes. We've said this a million times. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you can't pay your taxes, file your taxes because it could mm-hmm. be a crime if you don't do that. But pay, not paying your taxes, not necessarily, uh, not necessarily a crime, but a problem. So how do, how do people fall behind? So if there are people out there, they know who they are. They're probably sweating a little bit listening to this conversation, mm-hmm. even though it's freezing. And, Steve, what? How does this happen, and how can you prevent it from happening to yourself? Well, I've been helping people with tax problems for a long time, and it took me some years to really understand what it what was really going on here. So, what I've learned is the, having a tax problem is really just a symptom, and the and the the real cause usually, not always, but usually, is uh, record keeping. People who are in business don't keep. They don't keep good records because they don't know how. And so when it comes time to do your taxes, you say, oh, i got to fight those records. Okay, I'll file, an, I'll file an extension, and then it'll give me all summer, and I'll get these taxes done, and I'll get them filed. And then next thing you know, it's the next year. And, oh, now i got two years, and i got to do these ta- records. i got to take the – and so it's really a record-keeping problem for many people. And I've seen people who haven't filed in 10 years or more – Yet every year they ask for an extension, and so they they have every intention to file them. They just are they they just get kind of lost, and they you know they get paralyzed by not having their records done. And then the more years they go by, the more paralyzed they become because it, they now it's a bigger problem than ever. You know, it's so, uh, it's it's interesting. There are a lot of things in life that are like that where it's just a little procrastination or a little bit of not doing something and then it snowballs and then it gets bigger and the bigger it gets, the more that you won't do it and then it becomes more of a procrastination and you know, I I do see this in in different people's lives in different aspects and I, you know, it, I, I don't know if, if it's good to scare people to say you don't want to owe the IRS money or not file your taxes because at some point the amount you could owe could be insurmountable that that well, you could never pay the, it back. The good news is the, the good news is this: there's a certain number after which I, if I owe the IRS more than that, I can't pay them anyway. Yeah. Right? So so sometimes people that number gets so large and they make it so large in their head that it's like, well, there's nothing I can do. And so, and the, the the fact is, there is something you can do, and and you you can't if you could prove to the IRS I can't pay them, you could. They have this what they call this partial payment uh, program, where I if I whatever I can prove I can pay to the IRS, the IRS will accept it. Okay, so maybe I can't pay them everything I owe them, but there is a number after which I can pay them because sometimes you know what the IRS is really concerned about, and and this is what all business owners should be concerned about. Uh, because you want to stay in business. You have to stay in compliance moving forward. And so if I draw the line, here we are in January. If you say, this year I'm going to do everything I'm supposed to do. All the stuff behind me I can fix. 
but but this year I'm going to I'm going to get in compliance. I'm going to stay there. I always tell people I think the IRS is more concerned with you wanting to get in compliance than paying your back taxes. Now that doesn't mean they don't want to collect your back taxes, but they want you to be in compliance, and they will work out some deal with you for what's whatever that number is behind you. I have a texter who says, why shouldn't people pay what they owe? This doesn't seem to be a bad thing to me that people can't hide their income. And I think there's, mm-hmm. I think that's a fair statement from a lot of people who pay mm-hmm. their taxes mm-hmm. all the time. They report their income accurately. They don't overstate their expenses. And they're following the law, and it makes them angry. I, on the other hand, I do see, and Steve, you know this, people have mm-hmm. medical issues. They lost their job because they're sick. They have medical bills they can't pay. Something has to give, and that's the taxes that that happens you know so it's not always like people want to although there are people you're right some people want to hide their income some people want to overstate things i've seen people write off things that you cannot even imagine you know um and so uh i think that's a sentiment that a lot of people days are numbered yeah because of the because of computers Right. Those days are numbered. And when I just said, you know, that they used to take the IRS three years to come find people who haven't filed their tax return. And now they're doing it fa- faster. Sometimes that's a good thing. Right. Because then th- this this cycle can be broken before it really gets too far out of hand. So the same thing with pay. So I had I help people with payroll taxes and companies would fall behind in their payroll tax. And it would take the IRS two or three years to come after them. Well, by the time the IRS came after them, they're out of business because they just can never pay that back because payroll tax taxes, you know, th- that's not your money. That- that's a trust that you took it from your, cl- from your employees, right? And so this is one, you know, in a sense, that's good. That'll keep, that'll keep people uh, who want to stay uh, current and don't want to fall behind. As I mentioned, many of my clients, they file a, a, an, a extension every year. They don't want to not file their taxes. They have every intention to file them. They just don't. And again, they fi- they get in this peril. But I understand what people are saying. You know, I have to pay my taxes. Why shouldn't they have to pay their taxes? And, you know, I always say to people who procrastinate, and, you know, in the law when you're a lawyer, procrastinating is like the worst thing you can do because we have all these draconian time deadlines. It's like, just think how good you'll feel when you accomplish the task and put it behind you and use it as a carrot rather than a fear. Um, we're going to be taking your legal questions on the other side uh, of the half hour here. But, Steve, can you please give out your contact information again for our listeners who have issues with taxes, unpaid taxes? Steve Leahy is the guy to go to. Yes, I, I if you if you own a business, you should go to uh, open or WGN tax man.com and sign up for my email. I give uh, tax advice and things for business owners, not advice, but information, I should say. Uh, or give me a call, 312-664-6649. I'd love to help you. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for coming on. Take care. Thanks, Karen.